This is Common Bonds Radio. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly Burley, and joining us today is Brent Tolner, the Senior Director of National Programs at Best Friends Animal Society and a Common Bonds Partner, to talk about the latest data on shelter animal euthanasia. For Oklahoma, the news from Best Friends 2020 Pet Life-Saving Dashboard is mixed. Our state saw a significant drop in cats and dogs being put to death in shelters last year. The intake numbers dropped by around 10,000 animals, and the save rate rose by 5%. Yet Oklahoma failed to show improvement when compared with other states, maintaining its ranking of eighth in the country for the most shelter cats and dogs euthanized, with a fourth largest life-saving gap based on our population. Our conversation begins with a brief look at how the Pet Life-Saving Dashboard came to be, followed by a closer look at the latest available data. Back in 2016, uh, Best Friends Animal Society as a, a national organization made it our organizational goal to help the entire country get to a 90% save rate um, by the year 2025. Uh, to become to have a no-kill country by 2025 uh, as recognized by that 90% save rate. And so as a part of that, like in order to have that goal, you have to measure it, right? And so um, we essentially set forth on trying to collect data on every shelter in every community across the country so we could measure progress toward that goal. And so the Pet Life Saving Dashboard then evolved out of that. It's, you know, one thing for us to know the information, but it's probably more important for the people in those communities and uh, for the animal welfare organizations in those communities to understand where those life-saving gaps were in their states and in their locations and their neighborhoods. And so we made that available to the public to be sure that um, people knew uh, where the life-saving gaps were so they could be responsible for the work uh, to help make that no-kill 2025 a reality. And and Brent, this is about as comprehensive as it gets when it comes to shelter shelter data so how are the numbers collected and what are you all doing to to further increase participation sure so this is i believe the most comprehensive data set that exists anywhere of uh, shelters across the country we have data for about 77 percent of the total shelters brick and mortar shelters nationwide uh, those 77% represent uh, an estimated 93% of the total volume of animals that are coming into shelters. So what remains out there are a lot of small shelters for which we don't yet have data uh, for. And so, you know, our goal with it is to continue to try to get it to be 100% through uh, the different um, building relationships with people, building relationships with rescue groups that have relationships with smaller shelters in those communities. And that sort of thing. And, and we really get that data from a variety of different sources. We get information from Shelter Animals Count. We use statewide uh, information whenever it's available. Some states do require reporting. Uh, and so we would use a state file. Some uh, shelters post it out on their websites. And so we'll uh, grab it off their websites or any other publicly available source. Or uh, in some cases, and we don't love doing this, but we will, uh, for municipal agencies, we will send out Freedom of Information Act requests to try to get that information in. Just again, to try to get as much data as possible so that we can 
make the best decisions as possible uh, to help work toward that goal. So now, if I'm correct, this is the sixth year uh, of uh, a, an annual pet life-saving dashboard. And nationally, by the numbers, uh, 2020 represented a remarkable year for um, live outcomes. It really did. This is by far the best year that we've had. So when we started collecting the data um, back in 2015, so 2015 was the first year that we collected the data, there are about 2 million animals nationwide. Uh, that were unnecessarily losing their lives in shelters. And last year, that number was all the way down to 347,000, which is by far the best number that we've ever seen or recorded. Um, it's still a lot. You know, you think about it, that's still, you know, a thousand animals a day nearly uh, that are losing their lives in shelters uh, because there aren't other outcomes available for them. Um, but to drop that number from 2 million to 347,000 um, just in the course of about five or six years is just tremendous. And Brent, where is this uh, playing out really well? Where are these numbers really, um, really standing out in a positive way and, and uh, conversely in a negative way right now? You know, there's just a lot of positives uh, all around, you know, from last year's data perspective. But obviously there are a lot, a lot of areas that are doing really well, particularly in the northeast part of the United States. Uh, last year, New Hampshire became the second state uh, where every shelter in the state uh, had a 90% stay rate or higher. Uh, Delaware was the first one to get there, and, and New Hampshire is now number two. So uh, we're making progress, and you can tell you know, that they're kind of smaller states up in the Northeast. Um, still some challenges in some of the more populated states like Texas and California, um, which have just a large number of people, but then also a large number of animals and then the shelter system. Uh, and then in the South, the South uh, continues to be a little bit further behind in some of the uh, spay-neuter efforts that were effective in the Northeast um, over the last few decades. Uh, and so we're still seeing a lot of challenges there. But uh, really, the, the southern part of the United States is where there's still the, the most work to be done. And I know Oklahoma is on that concern list uh, as as a southern state as well. The news is mixed here. Our numbers uh, definitely improved in 2020 uh, compared with 2019, uh, but our state uh, still uh, failed to make any headway uh, when measured uh, against our counterparts. You know, it, it was good news for animals in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, there were uh, almost 7,000 fewer animals that were killed in the state of Oklahoma last year, uh, which is a 63% reduction, which is fantastic. Um, the challenge is, though, that Oklahoma still ranks number eight across the country uh, in life-saving gap uh, at a 78% save rate. And so, you know, there's still a gap of almost 12,000 animals across the state that need to be saved. Um, and I think maybe more concerning for the state of Oklahoma is it has a really large gap for the size of the population. You know, I mentioned California and Texas before, which are the top two states in terms of volume of animals that are unnecessarily dying. Um, but they're also big states with huge populations and therefore a lot of potential adopters and volunteers and that sort of thing to pull from. Um, Oklahoma actually has the fourth highest life-saving gap uh, per thousand people population in the country. And so um, while it is good news and we're making a lot of progress in the state of Oklahoma, um, there's still quite a bit of work to be done. And if you 
if you look at the state map, you've got uh, you've got certain pockets of the state where where uh, you can really visually see that where the, where that's uh, playing out in terms of of um, of of more live release. Uh, you know that ninety percent number, but then you've got pockets of our state where um, where where you can really see um, the, the where the challenge is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the two of the counties with the largest area of need are Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, but again, large population centers, a lot of animals coming into those shelters. More than a quarter of all the animals that enter shelters in the state of Oklahoma enter just into those two shelter systems. And so, you know, obviously, there's a lot of need with those two. But then there are some of the rural pockets, particularly in southeastern Oklahoma, uh, where there is a lot of need um, for help and support for some of those smaller rural shelters in that area. Of course, uh, Brent, one of the big questions coming from 2020 um, has to do with the pandemic. Does this data set represent a one-off year uh, because of COVID-19, or, or, or do you anticipate seeing this as a trend as we go forward? You know, I think a little bit of both, uh, with, as with a lot of things. You know, I think COVID did cause intake across the country to go down about 20% uh, across the, the entire nation. Uh, it was a little bit less than that in Oklahoma. Intake was down about 16% in the state of Oklahoma. Um, but we do expect that intake number to go up uh, as things open back up um, across the country and mask mandates are going away and people are allowed to travel a little bit more. Uh, we do expect that number to go up. We don't expect to get to 2019 levels. Um, the a lot of shelters had the ability to put in some better pet retention programs over the course of the past year to help keep pets in the homes where they belong. Um, they were also able to do more of a managed or appointment-based intake programs, which helped them really troubleshoot the the challenges uh, with pets coming into the shelter a little bit better than just you know, the open, totally open access, non-employment-based system. And so we do hope that a lot of those, and expect that a lot of those programs will remain in place even as things open up. But we do expect the intake to go up, um, just probably not to 2019 levels. And certainly we're, we're starting to see that now in the month of May and June uh, as we're starting to, to hear more reports of shelters uh, intakes going back up a little bit more. Brent Tolner is the Senior Director of National Programs for Best Friends Animal Society, a leading animal welfare organization in the United States, and he is our guest on the Common Bonds podcast. Uh, Brent, um, what are some of the ways the data uh, is being used by animal welfare organizations to help move the needle forward in their own communities? So I, I think it helps in a couple of different ways. I think, number one, the public is really an important part of being able to solve the challenges faced by shelters. You know, it's not a shelter only problem. It's a problem that communities um, need to come around and rally around their shelters and help and support them uh, to create better life-saving outcomes for those pets. And what we found is that the public's ill-equipped to solve a problem that they don't know exists. And so I think just generally knowing where there are, um, gaps and where there are needs, I think is helpful for people to tailor their resources to help them solve those gaps. Uh, the second thing that I think is really important is the more we understand 
what those gaps are and the more detailed we understand what those gaps are, the better we can be at programming around them. You know, for instance, across the country, two out of every three animals that are dying in shelters are, are cats. And so that's a much different programming than if you were solving for mostly dogs. Uh, but then it's not the same everywhere. So Oklahoma is different in the fact that dogs are, make up 54% of the life-saving gap in the state of Oklahoma, uh, you know, where it's only 33% nationwide. And so that's a substantial difference, and it changes how we design programs for people uh, to help them, you know, help design programs that have the most effect and have the biggest impact on life-saving. And uh, Brent, when this is done next year, um, if the overall numbers slip a bit, how, how do you how do you keep the shelter and rescue communities, uh, particularly in those states that are that struggle, how do you keep them from getting discouraged? What, what's what's your message to them? You know, I think the message is always about progress and the fact that we're saving more lives than we've ever saved as an animal welfare industry. You know. Uh, last year, 48% of the shelters across the country uh, were no-kill, so nearly half of all the shelters across the country are no-kill. Um, and so we're continuing to make that progress, we're continuing to see that progress. And even if there's a slight backslide uh, next year, which I'm not honestly expecting to see that happen, um, and ho- certainly hoping it won't happen, but even if we do, like I know that we know that we're building in more life-saving programming as we go. There will be more pets saved because it will be intake-based instead of outcome-based um, if there is that backslide. And so, you know, I think there's a lot to celebrate. We've come a long way as an animal welfare industry. Um, you know, all the way back in the early 1980s, the number of animals being killed in shelters was roughly 13 to 17 million. Um, and those were pretty big estimates, you know, based on some different factors that people were working with at the time. But if you take that number and now we're like less than half a million, like that's so much progress. And there's a lot to be excited about and grateful for, for the amount of great programming and the number of quality leaders that have emerged in this movement that it's going to continue to propel forward, um, even if there is a, a temporary pandemic backslide, if you will. You know, I've been doing this uh, this work now for two years uh, as the director of Common Bonds. And um, as I have emerged from my pandemic shell to, to get out and actually visit shelters. Uh, it's really been heartening to see um, the commitment uh, in various communities across the state to, uh, to animal welfare um, at the municipal level, especially in places like uh, Ponca city and Enid and Altus and, uh, and Ardmore and of course, Oklahoma city and Tulsa. Um, I'd, I'd like to, you know, get your thoughts on uh, specifically on what's happening uh, in Oklahoma and uh, give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about um, what Best Friends is doing in partnership with the city of Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot to digest in that. But, you know, I think it is exciting. And, you know, when you start naming off the list of the cities, it's like it's not just big municipalities. Like it's a lot of smaller communities um, that are rallying around to help pets. And I think that's the most exciting thing of all of it is that uh, it is urban and rural. Uh, it's east and west. It's across the, the state and across the country where progress is happening. And so that's, that's the best news of it is that there aren't pockets necessarily where um, 
people are resistant to it because everywhere in the country that you go and everywhere in the state of Oklahoma you go, people care about the outcomes of pets. Um, so, again, a lot to be heartened about with that. You know, and for our part, um, you know, Best Friends back in April just joined up in a partnership with the city of Tulsa Animal Welfare. Again, one of the shelters that we mentioned was having um, had a pretty substantial gap. Uh, there are a lot of people there who care and are working really hard and uh, just needed some help in overcoming that. And so we had uh, two Best Friends employees who are now uh, working every day in the Tulsa Animal Welfare Shelter uh, with the staff there, with the management there, helping them build out their programming so that they can save more lives. And, you know, it's one of the things that happens a lot in shelters like in Tulsa where you have a small staff, uh, they're scrappy, they're trying to do the best they can with the resources that they have, but um, you end up with a, a situation where you have kind of partial programs in place, like all the programs are there, but they're not exactly built out to the level that they could be. You know, there's still scalability in their adoption program and in their foster program, I mean, their volunteer program. And so what having extra staff there does it allows them to scale the programs to maximize the amount of community work uh, that's happening in the shelter. And we're already seeing a lot of success from that. Uh, a lot of community partnerships happening and a lot of good news, I think, that's going to be coming out soon uh, from the city of Tulsa. Brent, the, the last word is yours. Yeah, I mean, I just encourage everybody to go to bestfriends.org, uh, bestfriends.org slash 2025 goal. Look up the community dashboard, uh, dive down into the state of Oklahoma or in whatever state you are, if you're listening from out of state, uh, find out what's going on in your community. And then when you find a shelter that's in need, reach out and ask what you can do to help. Um, chances are they're going to be open to receiving help. It's not nothing there's meant to be something to beat people up. Uh, it's meant to be a service there so we can see like, hey, what is it that you need? How can I help? And let's overcome this all together and i'm really excited about the progress that's been happening uh you know to move that number from two million uh animals dying in 2015 to 347,000 took a lot of heavy lifting a lot of leaders across the country a lot of great work and that resiliency is going to continue to pay off as we get down to the home stretch as we get closer to 2025 so uh just couldn't be you know happier with the progress that's being taking place in Oklahoma and nationwide and the work that common bonds is doing probably the work that you all are doing with common bonds and that you're doing meeting with community leaders, community stakeholders is just tremendously important for uh, helping bring more people to the table, more resources to the table and more awareness to the challenges. So uh, I'm glad that best friends is able to be a partner with, with common bonds and the work that you all are doing. Well, and likewise, we're thrilled that you are a, a partner in our endeavors here in Oklahoma, and uh, your counsel is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, Brent Tolner, for being our guest today. Thanks for having me on. Brent Tolner is Senior Director of National Programs with Best Friends Animal Society. To learn more, visit commonbondsok.org. I'm Kelly Burley. Common Bonds Radio is made possible by the partners of Common Bonds, supporting live outcomes for every savable cat and dog, entering Oklahoma's shelter system. So long, everybody.